Hello, and welcome to another episode of Nighttime Scientific Monologue, episode 7. My name is Pavel Rozhov. Thank you very much for listening for, uh, for another time, and uh, today I'd like to speak about a subject that I think is on the minds of a lot of the audience members around the world, which is reading the news about COVID-19, something that I'm sure all of us have been doing in some shape or form over the last almost six, six, seven months now. So why is it important to talk about it? Well, I think that we as humans, I would say, struggle with uh, really trying to understand what is going on sometimes. And this, uh, this is not just about COVID-19, this is about in general. Whenever we read something in the news about an event that just happened, and we're trying to really understand, wrap our head around it, uh, find out whether we can understand all the intricacies involved in a particular event, why it happened the way it did, and what does that mean for us, for our well-being, how does it affect us, we tend to think a lot. And um, this is a heavy process when you have to do it every day. And uh, the recent events have really, I think, exacerbated this uh, this process of our uh, of our analytical, you know, um, our an, our analytical approach to really understanding the world around us, and really put it into an overdrive. I think this is something that uh, is a news in and of itself when you think about it because when you re- when you open up your phone and you like go to things like well just it doesn't really matter which news source you really read in, into these days they all talk about you know similar stuff to st- especially when it comes to covid-19 um and it really boils down to how many new cases have been reported uh what does that mean and um which counties have been locked down if you're in the United States and uh, whether the second wave is already upon us and things like that. There's a bunch of stuff about that. And it is really heavy to read. I'm sure that people realize this, but nobody really covers that news, (laughs) strangely. Like you don't really read it as often now as for example early on in the pandemic where things like how do you cope with that news influx and how do you maintain mental health something like this has not been addressed as as much lately as it was in the beginning of the pandemic and i think that's a that's a really big disservice to some of the other problems that this this situation that we find ourselves in really uh, exacerbates because this is not just about people being hospitalized, people getting sick with COVID and people dying. No, this is a systemic crisis that affects everybody, not just the people who are infected. I think on some levels, everybody in this world has been affected by this pandemic and this is of course with regards to their mental health 
because um, in some shape or form, all of you have had these thoughts, these conversations with people close to you about how do we deal with that? What does that mean? How do we stay sane? How do we stay safe? How do we adjust? How do we adapt? But this has not been talk this has not been talked about in the news as much as it should be. We all care about people suffering. But we are suffering. We are the people. Because adapting to something like this takes time, takes counsel, takes mental effort. And the amount of coverage that this particular aspect of our lives get is close to zero, especially now, when, when we thought for, for briefest of moments that we might be on the other side of the crisis, at least some of us may have thought so, but we emerged back to square one, if not negative one or negative, I don't know, and now we have to go back to that sort of fear mentality almost and really thinking that, well, we're not out of it by a long shot and things are still closed or closed again. And how do we really go back to that sort of crisis mode? Or do we need to go back to the crisis mode? How much do we know now that we haven't known when we started all of this and how does that all affect really like our health our lifestyle and why is this not being talked about that's my concern like you could read all you want about how many new cases have been reported in wherever wherever around the world but that almost starts to pale in comparison on some level well, what with what does that mean for the rest of the world, for every single individual, from the mental health point of view? How does that affect us? How does the choices that we need to make on a day-to-day -day basis affect our ability to, to function as normal human beings would? How does that affect our ability to make decisions that are in our best interest, like staying healthy, staying positive, staying mindful of your surroundings, staying mindful of the meaningful connections with other people. How does all of that fit into the narrative of this is how many people have been infected with COVID-19? Yes, but how many people have now been infected with isolation? with depression, with anxiety, with fear. I think the, the amount of people may be a lot more than people have been infected with the virus. And that's a virus in and of itself. This is this paranoia, this anxiety that each of us experiences on a different level but I'm but surely experiences it nonetheless. Why this is not a subject of conversation is something that is deeply troubling.
And it's not to say that we want to denigrate the people who are truly suffering from the virus, who are truly experiencing the worst that it, that it has to offer. These people need our support, our understanding, and everything that we have to offer, too. This has to be talked about, obviously. And uh, I'll go back to, to the mental health um, in a moment. But another subject in the news that is not really getting as much coverage, but should very much get equal, if not more, attention now when there are so many more people who have been infected, is the subject of people who have been infected but have not become healthy afterwards who are still sick weeks, months after being infected. There's reports all around the world about people who are still bedridden as a result of contracting the virus, who still have really, really bad symptoms, chest pains, diarrhea, coughing, fever, why have not they recovered? Is this something that we at large as, a, as humans should be more concerned about than even people who are, who are dying almost you know, within the few weeks, whose immune system is so compromised that they, it just cannot cope with the disease? But the people who cannot shake it off for months on end Shouldn't this be a more pressing public health issue on some level? Because what do you do with those people? Are they still able to transmit the disease and for how long? And why are they affected differently than so many other people? This point of news has not been covered in nowhere near enough detail. And part of it is also that there is not much that we know about those uh, people from the scientific and you know medical point of view, which is true. And there will be time for that evaluation. And there will be new discoveries made on that front. But paying attention to those people too, and not really ignoring their continued struggle, is... It, we have to we have to make sure that, the, that those people know that we still think about them and not just people who just got infected or not just the people who passed away but people who are still struggling and there is no no way for us to help them seemingly treatments don't work there is no vaccine and uh, for them, it's just perpetual agony if you read the reports about those people. So the, the, these like two aspects of, of, of mental health problems as a result of the lockdowns, all those measures that we put in place, and uh, the people who are still struggling with it even after weeks of, from being infected, are the two topics that I think need to be covered in more detail. So going back to the maybe original subject matter, which is reading the news and how does that affect us? 
and what what how do we deal with with the news that you know them itself like is there something that we can do as as we go about our daily lives in terms of how do we make sure that, that the news doesn't affect us or the the way that we 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 uptake the news is is, is so that we are shielded from um, really taking it to heart or, or just consuming it with such ferocity that I'm sure a lot of you have over the last months. How do we really stay on top of it, if you will? Well, this is a, this is a subject matter which is, I think, also quite fascinating because uh, reading news in some ways, you could think, you, you may think it's actually addicting. Because you have, for some people, it may be that they are in need of a fix of news. Kind of like, just like you have to have that latest injection of of knowledge, if you will. Like you need to know. And that sort of um, curiosity, that or like a sick version of curiosity that sort of perpetuates the cycle of like I need to like refresh this page to find out and it's typically this has to do with reading bad news I think that's something that uh, maybe some people have um, uh, struggles with and I would say um, I had experienced that on some level while during this pandemic especially early on but also a few years back when there was some stuff happening uh, uh, in Russian media that I was uh, following very closely, that I was also kind of reading up very relentlessly, if you will, for, 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 for a little while. And then I noticed when I took a step back from doing that, I noticed just how, effect, how I was being affected by this, uh, like emotionally speaking, that such a detrimental thing to do to yourself is to sort of keep looking for that negativity almost consciously and i think in times like these that we live in now uh the news uh companies that really perpetuate the uh, these updates about number of new cases and all that stuff they do that with almost zero regard for how it really affects the well-being the mental well-being of their audience that's my opinion but i think that's that's something that should be at least considered rationally because if you think about it well news companies i mean they post new content and now they have a overabundance of content and overabundance of internet traffic to their websites so people could get those latest updates. So why wouldn't they post this content? Why wouldn't they say how many new people have been diagnosed? That's free traffic. More advertising. Why not? Right? So the machine that, that creates this and perpetuates this kind of content is an emotionless one. Because it's really just designed to feed off that negativity of that fear and mask that with just being proactive and providing people with awareness of what's going on in the world. 
So instead of being very careful about the type of coverage that news gets, uh, it's instead really turned into this relentless, um, emotionless, you know, thing that just keeps spitting out bad after bad after bad. And this is something that is, I think, many companies are guilty of. If you look at things like, I don't know, CNN.com, not to single anybody out, but like that's the one I would check every once in a while. You look at their front page. Do you see any positive news? No. Almost never. Why? Why not? What if there if there's is there something nothing else happening in the world that is worth talking about other than negativity? Why do we have to stick to keeping people informed of all the bad things that happen? Who decides that this is the most relevant content for people to know? Who says that giving people awareness of the bad makes them better human beings? That really bothers bothers me. And that's, you know, you could say, oh, well, Paul, you could just stop reading those news. Yeah, sure. But it's not really about, oh, me, stop reading the news. I mean, everybody reads news on, in some shape or form or receives them. It's not really about that. It's more about why this is a norm that we really feed into and accept without really ever doing something about that. I mean... Like, wouldn't wouldn't you want to see your social media or your, like, just experience on your phone be full of positivity? Just that and nothing really else? Yes, there is suffering. There's always suffering in the world that we can really just devote all our attention to if we choose to. But how about we choose in times like these to try and focus on people who have recovered? Or on people who are trying to make the ends meet. Some uplifting positive story that in, it actually gets as much, if not more, coverage. Gets that freaking viral coverage. <laughs> Pun certainly intended. One of the great things that I think came out of this uh, pandemic uh, was this experiment on YouTube by uh, John Krasinski, which is... Uh, think what was it called some good news so that was like a weekly youtube show that bought up that was bought off recently i forgot by who by by some company so that was very cool show where there was nothing but good news wasn't that and that then went viral but that was such a lightning in a bottle that after that there was nothing really there, at least on the surface, and if, unless you start digging for that kind of positivity. There was nothing really there. And most of the uh, coverage that we see online about what's happening in the world is a negative one. And I think that's, uh, that would play off into this, the, the topic of social responsibility. That news companies really have to do more 
about, which is, yeah, they are supposed to be reporting objective news and all that stuff and yada, yada, yada. Great. But it's not about that. Nobody, I mean, there's plenty of people who question even that, but it's more about what they have a responsibility to report not just bad, but all news without discriminating and biasing towards something that that affects people and on on this very visceral level that gives them more anxiety and more depression and conversely gives the people in those companies more ad revenue right isn't that what what this is all about the ads it's insane probably how much traffic they gotten over over the last 6 months i want to see their i don't know quarterly dividend f- profile <laughs> that would be very interesting maybe maybe they're making bu- bank i don't know that would be a good question to investigate just how much money they made from making all these headlines keeping this like life tracker of new cases yes fantastic so many people now really tuned into this live coverage of this epidemic there is a time and place for that yes maybe now too but when it's prioritized above anything else that happens in the world that's morally wrong because there's plenty of stuff that deserves to be talked about besides that and how it affects people and will affect people not just here and now but for months if not years and god forbid decades to come that's wrong because the damage that is done to the human psyche from perpetuating this uh depressive news is something that is not appropriate and ha- there is something that has to be done for example i mean kind of what they were doing in some on some levels in the beginning how to deal with it what to do tips tricks solutions help resources all that stuff it was there i remember that late march early april there was plenty of that and now nothing that's not no longer the case not really talking about other relevant issues in the world as much right i mean we don't we stopped talking about climate change we stopped talking about other humanitarian efforts in the world stopped talking about hunger global warming yes there's other more recent let's say topics which are which are racial injustices and um and just other let's say healthcare issues that are also being discussed and obviously the financial struggles but then you see it's also again 
yeah, we do focus, tend to focus on, and I think it was maybe it's, I mean, a common a common answer to like all of this conversation is, oh yeah, humans tend to focus on the bad. That's what gets more traction, which is maybe that's just ingrained in us as, as humans potentially. So, so it's kind of hard to blame, uh, you know, the news companies which just leverage that because they do see just how many people are tuning in to this coverage. So, and uh, the data doesn't lie, but it's not about data doesn't lie. Yeah, sure. But if you're in a control of the data that you serve to people in the first place, you know, that's a different argument altogether. So these are my thoughts on the news. And uh, I think dealing with, um, dealing with uh, the, the negative coverage that uh, really people are struggling with um, discerning from r- reality of the situation, from having some positivity, some positive news, or at least different type of news. I think we have to be more uh, mindful of how we really get the content online, how do we navigate the, the, the world of social media and how it affects us, especially in times like this where we are kind of very vulnerable and really susceptible to what is going on. So I would say stay safe out there. On the uh, out there in the in the, in the in the internet, <laughs> stay safe in the real world, and uh, be a bit positive. I think there's a lot to look toward to over the next months and years. One of the things that I'm very curious about is, uh, for example, uh, a new uh, 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 test of a of a starship prototype by a SpaceX. I'm very interested in that. That's my. That's kind of my uh, thing to that I'm looking at. I think that's ki- kind of exciting. Um, so yeah, let me know in the, uh, what what you think about um, this topic. What kind of news you read to sort of stay positive, stay empowered, and how do you deal with all this situation? Thank you very much for listening. Uh, you can find me on uh, youtube.com forward slash p a r y z h o v where I talk to industry experts and uh, do some uh, news coverage on biomedical industry news. And uh, find me on LinkedIn, connect with me. I'd be very interested to know your thoughts. Thank you very much. Stay safe and good night.